The Great Barrier Reef is a huge system of over 3,800 individual coral reefs, making it the largest coral reef system on Earth. Located off the northeastern coast of Australia, it is home to thousands of species. However, in recent years, the Great Barrier Reef has come under threat. Rising sea temperatures have led to a number of problems, including mass coral bleaching and a huge increase in the number of crown-of-thorns starfish, which eat corals. Now, a new study has shown that some reefs may be more important than others in terms of the recovery of the Great Barrier Reef. I'm Lewis Thompson, and I spoke to Professor Peter Mumby from the University of Queensland about his work. So over the last two years, the Great Barrier Reef has been hit by back-to-back coral bleaching events Um, and these essentially have cooked a lot of the coral and uh, many people ourselves included are concerned about the recovery most of the time when people look at coral recovery they tend to focus on you know what are the conditions on a reef that slow it down so if the reef is fouled by seaweed or if there's sediment running off from rivers that will cause problems for corals Um, but We wanted to step back and look at the entire reef, and that's pretty challenging because the Great Barrier Reef is about the size of Italy. Peter's team used satellite data to provide information about sea temperatures over the last few years and to make computer simulations of ocean currents. They were looking for reefs which could be key to repopulating other reefs. Peter told me more about this. So we set ourselves three criteria that would be ideally met if there were some reefs that were really important at kick-starting recovery of coral. And the first was that the coral reef must be very strongly connected to other reefs downstream. And what I mean by that is every year, usually in November, the corals have this mass reproduction event. It all happens one night of the year. And the eggs are fertilized to form larvae, and those larvae may spend several weeks drifting in the ocean currents, looking for a new home. Now, we're able to model where those larvae go. So we can ask, which of the reefs that are very strongly connected to other reefs? Second thing is that um, what you really want is that if there is a bleaching event, which occurs when you get unusually warm water, that the reefs that we're focused on are more likely to remain standing so that they do have adult corals that can provide the young that will help replenish the rest of the reef. And so to do that, we looked at the records of sea temperature that you can get from satellites going back till 1985. And we find a series of reefs that have never experienced the kind of warming that causes a lot of coral death. And then the last criterion was, you know, whilst it's great to have reefs that are important sources of larvae for coral, you don't want them to be important sources of larvae for the pests that eat coral. And of course, the key one that we're all concerned about is the crown of thorn starfish. So we identify reefs that meet all three of those criteria. They are strongly connected. They're more likely to remain standing after bleaching, and they send the desirable species, but not the pests. So how many reefs met all of the criteria that you were looking for? So we found 112 reefs. That only represents 3% of the Great Barrier Reef. But in a single reproduction event, say every November, the larvae released from these 3% of reefs 
can reach almost half of the reefs of the Great Barrier Reef. They are that strongly connected. So now that you've identified these 100 reefs, what do you hope this will do? How do you think this will help? So I think, you know, there's many reefs are important for different reasons. Some reefs are really important for tourism. Others are really important for fisheries. Others are culturally important. What we've identified are reefs that are really ecologically important for recovery. And so it might be that some of those reefs warrant additional surveillance and protection. Even though they're less likely to experience crown of thorns outbreaks, you really want to avoid these reefs getting crown of thorns if you could. So you'd want to have some surveillance at some of the perhaps higher risk ones. And if they did contract an outbreak, ensure that the boats were sent there to eradicate the starfish from those reefs. Things like that. That was Peter Mumby, and his work was published in PLOS Biology.